Elisa Zyalev. You know her as the voice of the naked and the famous. Now Elisa is stepping out on her own. Her debut EP, Superpowers, is just about to be released. And we find Elisa in LA, where she's looking forward to release day. very exciting and it's I'm kind of in a weird spot right now where I am self-managed and I'm just orchestrating everything and the way I describe it to my friends is I feel like I'm one of those people who, who is spinning spinning multiple plates on sticks oh, and yeah. I'm just trying not to drop any of them I'm like <laughs> all right over here I've got to make sure this team's doing this and everybody in this is happening you know I'm just kind of like I am the puppet master of like everything going on um, with what I can control, but it's just a lot. I've been talking about my music, uh, talking about what songs I need to finish, talking about the release, making music videos, getting like artwork done. And I'm, I haven't had time to actually make any more music or like finish <laughs> any of my existing songs. So it's just such a busy season for me right now. And, and like every day there's just, there are just so many things I have to take care of that a manager would normally take care of. Yep, yep. But but I'm taking care of it. Right. So, so, it's, so would, it's a lot. So spinning plates is that one of your superpowers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I guess you could say. I mean, it's not by choice. It's kind of like I have to do. It. I have to do it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm always open to work with people if the right person comes along. But for right. now, it's just me. Right, right. So, what are what would what are your superpowers? Since that is the title of the EP, everybody has superpowers. Well, you know what? I feel like for the longest time, I because I was in, in a band and I was I'm such a good team player. I'm really good at being part of a team and collaborating. I never thought that I could be a leader or I could or I could do things on my own um, creatively and. That was mostly because I had a lack of self-confidence. And mm. it's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. crazy <laughs> because I front this amazing rock band and yep. that's easy to do because you have your you have your bandmates on stage. You're not completely alone. Yep. But with this I felt completely alone and I was just trying to reconnect to a part of myself when I was so passionate about music and pursued it even though I was scared I did it anyway so I really had to kind of go back to that young girl and ask like what was it that I had then that I that I don't have now and just navigating that space I think and overcoming a lot of fears of performance like performance failure and all that kind of stuff has been a massive superpower for me because gotcha. I'm releasing this Yep. I'm releasing my first uh, EP and I never in a million years would have thought I would have been able to do that. Gotcha. So, um, so what brought that on the idea of doing the solo thing? Why did you want to do that? Just well, to say you could? <laughs> not, well, not just to say I could. I think that uh, so many things have led up to it. I mean, for one, being in the Naked and Famous, there's just so many guardrails created creatively sonically um and when you're when you're kind of like painting in the same palette for years 
you you wonder what what is beyond this like gotcha. what else can i do and also like there's certain um thing creative uh pursuits in the band that i've always wanted to pursue but it's never been like the right fit so like i i couldn't really write a confessional love song for the naked and famous like it just doesn't it yep. doesn't fit there's another band member there we have to discuss like what kinds of songs we're writing what's the lyric what is the lyric what is this you know and i'm like in my project i'm able to explore those kinds of things and just really connect with myself so okay. yeah yeah i mean that is a massive part of um of this of this project was connecting with myself so as an you, artist yeah as me but not elisa in the naked and famous you know so what is the status of the Naked and Famous? On hold? Is it over? Is it still going? It's still going. Uh, Tom, and I, <laughs> Tom and I are trying to get back into the studio before I fly home to New Zealand, actually. Right. Um, so he has been finishing up a project with this artist called Toa Bird, who's so talented. She's right. this half Filipino guitar shredder. She's just such an <laughs> awesome artist. And um, he's brought me in the room um, to write with her on a few of her songs. And so that's been his project he's been focused on. And that's recently wrapped up. So we are trying to get in the room and get get back to writing as many songs as possible before I, before I leave. Okay. But let's get down to Superpowers, the EP. Um, let's see. You got the the latest single is called Devil I Know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, perhaps you can give me an idea of, is there some backstory to that? How much do you want to talk about the actual songs? Oh, yeah, I can talk about the actual songs. No problem. So the (laughs) Devil I Know, I, so that, that was like a, um, a period of time where I was really depressed and anxious and we had just finished the Naked and Famous album Recover, and that was like the hardest record to make. I didn't know if Tom and I were going to still be in a band. I didn't know if I wanted to do music anymore. I just had such a hard time, and so did he. Uh-huh. Um, and and I was just trying to – I remember being in this writing session with Simon and the songwriter Maisie and just like crying and just spilling my guts out and just saying, I don't, I don't even know if I enjoy making music anymore. And like the Naked and Famous has been like the greatest source of uh, life, but also misery. And it's just like been this thing that has been toxic, but also been like the biggest gift of my life. And, you know, and then, and Maisie had this phrase, like, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. We decided to take that phrase and, like, right. spin it on its head. And um, I guess the devil metaphor in that song signifies, like, my music career, the band, <laughs> whether I wanted to do music, how music is, like, a blessing and a curse for me sometimes. And so it's like this double-edged sword of sorts. So Devil I Know was written out of that time of me trying to figure out my process and figure out how to kind of like move through it all. Gotcha. Gotcha. And are, is there going to be a video attached to that eventually? Yeah, I'm actually making a video for it um, in a few weeks. So I, oh. I have this amazing all female team and <laughs> we just kind of like, I, I'm like, Hey, the EP in the song comes out November 18th. I know that's coming up soon. What's everybody's <laughs> availability. Right. Um you know, so we're shooting on the 22nd, so there will be a video. It is not 
you know, obviously most people want to release a music video and along with the song on the same day, but at this point, it's just not how it's lining yeah, up that, for me. These things happen. Now, speaking of videos, yeah. I saw the video of I'll Be There, which uh, was released about a month ago, and I, I see a dog mm -hmm. sitting behind you. Is that one of the dogs oh, in yeah. the video? Don't you know that I just Ginger. She is with me every day and she's just a little studio dog. Uh, very calm. Um, yeah, so that video was shot on super on a super eight camera on right. on film. Right. And it was just a day uh, going around Malibu with my friend Sarah and her camera and we were just filming and like we would drive along the road and be like, hey, that like area of flowers looks really cool. It's literally on the side of the road and there were like cars going past. Right. And she's like, let's just get in it. I'm like, all right. I'm just hopping up on the side of the road and these wildflowers and we're filming. So that was a really fun, a fun day. But that song's all about friendship and unconditional friendship. So I wrote it inspired from a, a period of time when my one of my best friends was going through a breakup and it was during the early stages of COVID where we couldn't like see each other in person because we didn't know much about the, right. about the um, disease. So about the virus. So, um, yeah. And so I ended up writing the song because I was doing writing sessions and she was on my mind. So it ended, ended up, uh, yeah, being the song. And speaking of unconditional, uh, the dog loyalty is kind of like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. They've been no matter what, even if you're annoyed with them. <laughs> and do you have like six dogs or do you do you foster dogs i think i read something about that oh my gosh seriously that kind of like saved my that was like some kind of rehabilitation period when the right. pandemic hit i was like all right the naked and famous have just come off tour in australia like i'm fully depleted <laughs> i thought that the touring was gonna like revive these songs we labored over um i was like oh 2020 is going to be our year we're going to tour these songs that we have just poured everything into and it's going to feel amazing to just sing them to a crowd of people that enjoy the music yep. that never happened so when i came home to america um i ended up my my old bandmate aaron who used to be in the naked and famous he has been like working with this um organization rescue organization called the real bark uh -huh. And so I called him up one day and I said, hey, you know how things have been really tough for me. I think it's time. I think I'm ready to foster some dogs. And so I ended up fostering dogs and like helping them also help me. Right. And um, I fostered about six, six dogs during, during the pandemic. Very nice. Very nice. So, um, there, uh, pretty much all of the songs on the EP have been released, except for one, which is called "Too Late," I believe. So, yeah, tell, tell me about that song. What can we expect to hear when we hear that one? What, that one's a, that one's a really sad. That's probably the saddest song on the EP. Um, I can't remember what 
prompted this conversation, but it was inspired by a conversation I had with my partner. And I said, we were just talking about dying. We were talking about what would happen if one of us dies. You know, like right, I think right, these right. kinds of conversations happening in a lot of relationships. But I, I said, if I died first, I would want you to fall in love again. And he said, even if I did find somebody else again, even if I did fall in love again, I would think about you all the time. Aww. And so I ended up writing the song from the perspective of losing the love of your life, but trying to move on and just how hard that would be. So that that song came out of that conversation. And one of the first people that ever heard that song was my neighbor. So I have this incredible neighbor. Uh-huh. His name's David Bird. And he's actually um, a the original artist who did all of those Woodstock posters. Oh, right. Like Jimi okay. Hendrix and yeah. all the psychedelic stuff and his workshops cool. just and his basement across the road. Anyway, his partner is a mosaic artist and they invited us over for dinner one night. We just, I had just finished the song. They were asking me what I've been up to. And, um, and I shared this song. I sent it to him in a text message. And I was like, this is the song that I was telling you about that I just, um, wrote, um, yeah, let, yeah, hope you enjoy it. And then he sends me this massive message. So uh, Joe and David, they're kind of at the end of their love story. They're like in their 70s and 80s, right. you know. Yeah. And they've been together um, for years. And um, he said that they just lay in bed listening to it, crying. And, oh. and David, David, <laughs> made Joe, David made Joe promise that he wouldn't go first if one of them had to go. And it was just so touching. And Man. I just didn't know the song had that kind of power. And, and so it's, it's a special one to me, for sure. Very good. I can't wait. can't wait to get it out there into the world, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, have you done any solo gigs? Or are you, is that something? Oh, my you- gosh. I would love to, but you know, it's crazy. Like, I don't know how independent artists tour and I don't know how they do it without losing a heck ton of money. Right. It costs (laughs) so much money and I don't have a label. I don't have a publishing deal, but artists that have those things have access to funds that, that can support a tour. So if you're talking about rehearsals, an MD, band members, yep. um, the time to time to build a show with like stems and a laptop, it costs about twelve thousand dollars yeah. for a week. Yeah. Of work. Mm-hmm. I don't have twelve thousand dollars lying around. <laughs> so come on. <laughs> You're a rich rock star. No, no, that's, uh, I don't think that's the case. But I, I really would love, but I would want to do it right. You know, I wouldn't want to just be like, here's an here's an acoustic version of all my songs. Because like when you're a new artist, you want to be able to represent your sound sure. as as best, best way possible. So like, I do want to do shows I'm and I'm just kind of like, waiting for the right time to assemble a band i've i kind of started putting a band together and having those sorts of conversations so it's just a matter of time really cool cool you gotta have some merch though to sell that's where all the money is i think well i've got two t-shirts that i'm selling online there you go uh they have superpowers on them i i got i i designed them with my friend and um yeah that is a direct way that people can support me is by buying my merch yeah there you go 
So you said you're coming back to New Zealand soon. What are you going to do when you get here? Oh my gosh, I haven't been home for three years. Really? So oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's so because of the the quarantine hotels and flights yeah. and everything ends up being so expensive. But now that none of that stuff is there, so I can just fly on and um, I when I get home, I will be doing some promo and then. Yep. I'll be seeing my family. I've got a new baby. My Ooh. brother's having a baby. My going to go see my sister on her farm that I have never seen. I've only seen photos of. Just going right. to like do some grounding. I, I can't wait. Sounds like fun. Yep. Well, it sounds like it's coming together. And what are you going to do yeah. on the day of the release? Anything planned? Oh, my gosh. Marty, do you want to plan what I should do on my release <laughs> right now? <laughs> sure well i'll get right on it <laughs> yeah i was actually thinking about that this morning i'm like oh, on top of everything else i have to do like that's the last thing i want to think about um i'm not sure yet tbd nice meal out and some, a nice glass of wine <laughs> that's what i think i think i might just book a table somewhere at a, at a nice restaurant and invite some friends and there you go and just yeah i think you know what? I'm going to do that. That's a okay. really great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we got something sorted out here today. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for organizing my social life because uh, Lord knows I don't have time to do that right now. <laughs> Very good. All righty. Well, I'll, I'll let you go then. We got that worked out. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it out there on the 18th in November and Thank hopefully you. we'll run into you and see you do something when you come to New Zealand again. Yeah, you know, I might be doing some acoustic versions. I have a feeling you might be. (laughs) Check with your manager. Yeah, well, I am the manager. I I know. I guess we're going to have to do it. Uh, Yeah. All right. Very good. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.